and Happy, a program sponsored by the Easter Maker Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM. It's your education and, yes, your wellness station. We have so much in store for you this week, so I invite you to stay tuned. I'm your host, Adise Jonas Murphy. Thank you so very much for staying with us right here on Healthy and Happy. It is your education and wellness station on frequencies 91.1, 91.3, 91.5. Now, as is customary, you know I'm always coming with something new every week, right? This week, I am so delighted to have in studio with me Dr. Jillian Lewis. Dr. Lewis is a consultant neonatologist at the UHWI. And we're going to be exploring together neonatal intensive care awareness month. Yes, it is September. It's also Neonatal Intensive Care Awareness Month. Dr. Lewis, welcome to Healthy and Happy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you so very much. I'm looking at your title, consultant neonatologist, and those are two big words. Could you just break it down for us? What does a neonatologist do? And by extension, what is neonatology? Sure. So neonatology is a specialized field in which intensive care is provided to critically ill neonates. And the term neonates refers to newborns. So babies between zero days of life to mm-hmm. 28 days of life. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a fairly new subspecialty mm-hmm. that um, came about in the 1970s. And essentially, the father of neonatology is Dr. Paul Swire. He's a Canadian pediatrician who observed that there was a higher neonatal mortality rate for babies who were born in community hospitals Mm -hmm. as opposed to university-affiliated hospitals. And so he made some recommendations about care of the newborn and about sort of centralizing care Mm -hmm. of critically ill neonates. And a lot of his philosophies were championed simultaneously in the U.S. by a group called the March of Dimes, Mm -hmm. who also introduced the idea of specialized care for critically ill newborns. Neonatology would be the provision of intensive care to critically ill newborn infants. Mm -hmm. How long have you been working as a consultant neonatologist? A little bit under a year. So I've actually been a consultant neonatologist for about 11 months now. Mm -hmm. But I've been in the field of neonatology for 13 years. Okay, how's that experience been for you? Very rewarding, Mm. very challenging, Mm. very illuminating. So you learn a lot about yourself in the process, but also Mm -hmm. a lot about the strength of the human character and the human spirit Mm -hmm. in the process. Right. While it is often a very stressful experience for the families, and it's been really a privilege and an honor to witness how resilient families can be mm-hmm. and how incredibly resilient our vulnerable charges can mm-hmm. be. Let's talk about some of the treatment that neonatologists offer. The bulk of our work with critically ill neonates involves providing respiratory support. A number of the neonates who are admitted to a neonatal intensive care are born prematurely. Mm. And as a result of the underdevelopment of all of their organs, but in particular the lungs, they often require significant respiratory support for quite a prolonged period of time. So the bulk of the work that we do involves provision of support 
um, mm-hmm. two patients of that from that um, cohort. Mm-hmm. We also manage other types of patients, and so larger patients who have had difficulty during birth, mm-hmm. who may have difficulty with transitioning from being within the womb to the outside world, we right. will offer support to assist them with the transition as well. Babies who've developed jaundice, that's mm. increased to a critical level or a concerning level, would also be managed by us with the provision of something called phototherapy, mm-hmm. where we provide a light within a special wavelength to help to break down the mm. chemical bilirubin, which causes the jaundice. Mm-hmm. There may be patients who've got surgical problems who require support prior to and after their surgical procedures. And so the work that we do is really quite varied and indeed fascinating. It sounds that way. I'm in awe of what you're saying right now. But there's a whole month that's designated for neonatology awareness. I mean, to tell the truth, I really didn't even know of this field before, pretty much because I'm not a medical mind. I've never necessarily had the interest to study about an area like this. But Mm -hmm. obviously, there's so much attached to neonatology. And the month of September is designated as Neonatology Awareness Month. Mm -hmm. Talk to us a little bit about its importance and what's happening in the month of September to bring awareness to the public. So there was a founding organization, organization sorry, in North America called Project Sweet Peace mm-hmm. that in 2014 came up with this idea of neonatal intensive care awareness. Right. And what they were hoping to do was to raise awareness to the challenges faced in the neonatal intensive care. I think providing an opportunity for interfacing with the public Mm -hmm. and to sensitize the public, not only to the fact that this field exists, Mm -hmm. but to the scope of the work that we do and also the challenges that are faced by the parents who become swept up in this journey unexpectedly, usually, Mm -hmm. and also the staff. And so it's taken, it's essentially a community initiative and um, it's sort of taken taken flight since its initial inception. Mm-hmm. I became aware just recently, actually, about NICU Awareness Initiative. Mm-hmm. NICU is? An acronym for Neonatal Intensive Care Unit. Okay. My apologies. Right. That's fine. By one of our very amazing, aspiring nurses mm-hmm. who um, was aware of the existence of this initiative and introduced us to it. And so we've taken it on as a group. Mm-hmm. And we've had some celebratory items um, that we've developed, including badges for the nursing team Mm -hmm. and banners for the unit. Mm -hmm. And this presents an opportunity not only for us to recognize and acknowledge the um, work Mm -hmm. that is done, the stories of survival that we witnessed, but also an opportunity to interface with the public Mm -hmm. and to raise awareness of this phenomenon called neonatology. You spoke about stories of survival a while ago. Is there any that comes to your mind right now? Um, Yes, actually, there are quite a few. One of my little patients, for example, Mm -hmm. is um, an example of... You should see her face just lighting (laughs) up as she talks about her little patient. That's so cool. Go ahead. He's an example of resilience Mm. and survival. He was an extremely preterm infant who'd had a very tumultuous course in the neonatal intensive care unit. Um, Mm. His mother is an extremely resilient, stoic woman. Mm -hmm. But I saw her go through some really vulnerable moments and some very, uh, what I imagined for her were very frightening moments. Mm. And it's just, he's done very well. Um, It's just heartening to see his smile. And it's just really heartening to see him attempting to crawl and see Mm. how pleased he is with himself when Mm. he 
attains the milestones that he's trying to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. really very gratifying. We don't often get to see the patients after they've left the NICU, except, of course, in our follow-up clinic. Mm-hmm. But we don't often get to see them socially. We don't often get to see them achieve. So it's really very heartwarming Mm -hmm. when the parents visit and bring them to see us or when we are able to link with them through organizations like this. Mm -hmm. It reminds us of why we do what we do. Wonderful. You know, I mean, I'm just thinking of one of those little troopers, you know, uh, who would have survived who years later comes back and said, boy, you know, um, Doc, I heard about you. You know, you were the one that led yes, that charge, you know, in, yes. in helping me to survive and um, must be heartwarming. As you said, there are challenges also faced being a part of this kind of uh, process. What are some of the challenges that you would have encountered in the role that you are serving in currently? Well, the job is inherently very stressful. The patients that we manage are seriously ill Mm. and the decisions that we make are Mm life-altering and so it's an incredible responsibility and to carry as a consultant we provide strategic direction for the neonatal intensive care unit but also provide supervision for the decisions that are made with respect to each patient Mm. and I think perhaps for me the most difficult transition to being the boss to Mm. being the one who makes the decision has been being acutely aware of that Mm. incredible responsibility. That I think has probably been the most challenging part. The medicine I know, the medicine Mm -hmm. I can Mm -hmm. do, but knowing that the book stops with me, that is massive, yeah. Yeah. Let's look at the history of neonatology in Jamaica. What do you have to share with us in that regard? Um, So in Jamaica, I had a long chat actually with um, Dr. Ernest Pitt. He's Mm. one of the neonatologists who was instrumental in the growth and evolution of the neonatal unit um, to the, the point that we know it today. And it was really just incredible just listening to him talk about how far we've come. Mm-hmm. It was initially referred to as a newborn special care nursery. Mm-hmm. And it had its beginnings in the 1960s in a small room on the maternity ward. And basically at that time, basic care was being provided for neonates. And it subsequently grew and moved to its current location. At the time, it was a 40 bassinet unit. So at the time, there weren't even incubators. So mm-hmm. basically 40 cots. And then was refurbished in the 1980s and then again in um, had a major refurbishment in 2001. Mm-hmm. And with the growth expansion of the unit came an expansion in the care that was offered and the capabilities of the unit as well as the qualifications of the staff. The growth and expansion was as a result of the recognition of the need for a specialized space Mm -hmm. and a specialized focus on these neonates in order to improve the care that we give and ultimately impact their mortality and their morbidity. And there's been an incredible amount of research that has gone into the morbidity and mortality of the patients and which has Mm -hmm. been utilized to guide the care that has been done. There's also been a lot of community support that he shared with me through a group called Friends of the Special Care Nursery, Mm -hmm. which did a great deal of fundraising in order to support the growth and expansion in the infrastructure of Mm -hmm. this unit, and also which helped to shape the unit, the current footprint Mm -hmm. um, that we have the privilege of working in. So it's really been quite an incredible and impressive journey. Mm -hmm. I think we do have um, still quite a lot of work to do. 
and there still needs to be a very strategic focus on mm-hmm. the neonate. You've probably heard of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals mm-hmm. and the third of the Sustainable Development Goals attempts to focus on neonatal mortality and reducing it to less than 12 per thousand live births. Mm-hmm. Neonatal mortality is still a concern in the developing world, yeah. which is the reason for this focus. And so I think we still have got some work to do to get us mm-hmm. there, but there's been quite a bit of progress already. Well, that kind of brings us to why you came back to the Caribbean. Because for those of you who are listening, you would, you would recognize Doc kind of has a little accent thing going on, right? Yeah. <laughs> but just before we go there, let me remind you, for those of you who are just tuning in, you are tuned into the program Healthy and Happy, sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists mm-hmm. and aired right here on NCUFM. It's your education and, of course, wellness station. Well, I bet some of you did not know that September is Neonatal Intensive Care Awareness Month. So I'm having a conversation with Dr. Jillian Lewis. We looked at neonatology in Jamaica, the history of it. We looked at some of the challenges faced by staff and even some of the the survival stories. Doc has shared how her line of work has impacted her. And so you were saying that there's so much still to be done here in the Caribbean in terms of development of neonatal care. And you were away. You lived at one point in Canada. Australia studied, um, but you made a decision to come home. Why? So last year, I went through a period of tremendous challenge and also tremendous growth. And um, as you know, we often grow during the periods of challenge. And one of the things that I was required to do is to do some introspection and to gain mm-hmm. a better understanding, a deep understanding of what drives me. Mm-hmm. And I gained a lot of clarity about my mission. And I was able to articulate my mission more clearly And basically, my mission is that no child should be left behind. Mm. So I feel very strongly that no child should be disadvantaged with respect to anything, but in particular, the healthcare they receive based on where they're born. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I'm here. And one of the thing that drives me is exactly that. And I think what better place to start with that mission than right here at home. Mm -hmm. And so I've always wanted to give back and always wanted to be instrumental in leading the development of neonatology expertise in the Caribbean and essentially improving the care that we provide to our neonates. And so that's why I'm here. I returned to Jamaica in particular because I think one of the ways to have that impact is to work Mm -hmm. with a university-affiliated institution Mm -hmm. so that we can utilize research to guide some of the, the transformation that I hope we'd be able to execute. And so this is essentially why I chose Jamaica, Mm. but I've got my eyes set on the entire Caribbean. I'm looking at an article published by the Gleaner, June 1, 2018. It says, study into the treatment of families by staff whose children are in neonatal intensive care units at hospitals has found that on a consistent basis, a majority of parents indicated that they were very satisfied with how they were treated. Newborns in need of intensive medical attention are often admitted into a specialized area of the hospital called the neonatal intensive care unit. NICU. But this study in particular, which formed a part of the JA birth cohort study in 2011, found that 48% of the 427 families said that they were very satisfied with the information they received about the illness afflicting their newborn. And this was, of course, uh, revealed by Dr. Charlene Core Desai. 
This was published in 2018. The general feel, based on what I'm seeing in this article, is that those families who would have benefited from their young ones having neonatal care have been more optimistic, very pleased. How would you rate us in terms of our ability to provide the kind of care needed for neonates? I think we're doing a very good job with the resources that we have. Mm -hmm. I think there had been a thrust from the Ministry of Health and a focus from the Ministry of Health on improving maternal and childcare in about three three or so years ago mm-hmm. with the introduction of the Prevention of Mortality, Mother and Child Mortality POMAC program. Mm-hmm. And so with that, there had been the development of a number of high dependency units throughout the island with the thrust, and I think they have achieved that goal of reducing neonatal uh, mortality, certainly in Jamaica, with which I'm very pleased. Mm-hmm. I do think there is potential for us to aim even higher. And I do think that we can and we should aim to reduce our neonatal mortality to align with the sustainable development goals. And I think in order to achieve that, there are a few more things that we need to to institute. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually think um, at baseline that the level of care that is provided is pretty good. Mm, pretty solid. I'm saying, I, and I shared this with Dot just before the interview started, if we're to look at pathologists or morticians, you know, who work with the dead, those individuals, you know, for them, it's just another dead body, you know. I mean, tons of doctors pronounce people dead every day. And for them, it's another body, you know, somebody dies and that's it. But when you look at a neonatologist, somebody who has to be caring for a young one, I want to find out from you, Doc, do you treat it as just another baby? I think it would be challenging to be a very good neonatologist if yes. any of us did. Mm. Um, I think most people who go into neonatology do so because it's a calling, Mm -hmm. do so because we're extremely compassionate, extremely Mm -hmm. caring, Mm -hmm. and recognize that the decisions that we make are indeed life-altering, not just in terms of determining a patient's survival, but also determining the patient's quality of life. I think most of us recognize that the patient is part of a family unit and not an entity on their own and recognize that as part of our care, our care should extend to the family as well, not just to the patient in front Mm. of us. And so it's not possible to do the job well if we see the patient as just another patient. Mm. It has a great emotional impact then Mm. on the neonatologist. Um, Doc, is there anything else in relation to NICU Awareness Month that you think it's it's important to share at this point? Just to be aware that we are privileged to participate in these miracles every day. Mm -hmm. Just to be aware of the service that we provide and that we're constantly seeking to grow and to improve Mm -hmm. and to provide optimal care to mm-hmm. our patients. We have some exciting ideas mm-hmm. coming up, um, which we hope will allow us to provide potentially even more sophisticated care to patients. We're looking to develop means of benchmarking our performance mm-hmm. and just to ask the community to come along in this journey with us. We're open to partnership from any members of the public who mm-hmm. wish to partner with us as we try to improve our infrastructure and improve our training and improve mm-hmm. the care that we provide. And just remember that we're here. Thank you so very much, Dr. Gillian Lewis. 
consultant neonatologist. Yes, I got it right. At the UHWI, uh, spending a little bit of time with us this evening to talk about Neonatal Intensive Care Awareness Month. Yes, the month of September. Doc, we appreciate your time. We thank you so very much for stopping by. We hope to continue this dialogue because, well, there's a month that's designated for this kind of awareness. For me, it's ongoing. It's critical that the public is updated and made aware of neonatology entails what it's about so that a greater appreciation for what is done can be had, especially among our people. Thank you again, Elder Errol Vaz, behind the screen. Thank you so very much for your time. I appreciate you wholeheartedly. Friends of ours, join us again next week, same time, same place, as we continue our dialogue right here on Healthy and Happy. On behalf of our entire production team, I'm Adise Jonas Murphy, wishing you God's richest blessings.